I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedules, signings, all that other good stuff. Love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Jennifer Hu on the line. Uh, she is a rising senior at Wharton School of Business and also a social media influencer in the beauty and fashion space. Uh, Jennifer, welcome to the show. Hi. Hope everyone is having a great day. I know everyone probably just got off work, so we're all chilling out and we're you know getting dinner and hanging out with friends. So I'm just very excited to get this started. All right, so um, excited to get more into what you're doing in the social media space and also your some of your thoughts on influencer and influencer marketing. Um, but before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. Um, so what inspired you to kind of go down this path of business that has now led you to, um, to business school over at Wharton? Oh, wow. So um, I'm going to try and keep this short because I have a lot to say, but I think it started when my son wanted to start a photography company, and he realized that he didn't really know how to use social media to promote his business. And mind you, this was in 2014 or 2015. So back then, social media didn't necessarily have the measurable business impact it has now. And so essentially, there was this platform called Instagram. And it's crazy because Instagram has grown so much. So essentially, he tapped me to do marketing for his company and, you know, promote his business in Tampa, emerging from the Tampa Bay area, and kind of run Instagram and Facebook ads. That's kind of where I had my first foray into using the platform. And then I realized you didn't just have to be a photographer to create content on Instagram. You can create content for yourself. You can create content around yourself and around things you're interested in. And I took a remote internship freshman summer, which basically allowed me to work with a company that connects brands with college students. And so it's basically a primitive, it's kind of a prototypical influencer marketing firm. And I think that is just got what got me very interested into influencer marketing because I had the opportunity to work with so many amazing brands like Lyft, Pringles, just organizing this collective giveaway that a lot of students ended up participating in and enjoying the experience. So I thought mm. that was definitely very fun. Mm, that's great. So um, I think that's also a great transition. Let's talk a little bit more about um, kind of your thoughts on influencer marketing and also what kind of projects you're working on. Certainly. So my thoughts on influencer marketing, essentially, I'm going to maybe you're going to see more of my business students I'm showing. Um, I personally am interested in seeing long-term impact of influencer marketing. I think one thing that I kind of am not the biggest fan of is when I work with brands, brands can have a checklist for me to follow. And that can be very problematic because the whole idea of an influencer is kind of you're trying to present an authentic self on social media. Granted, social media doesn't, you know, mean authenticity necessarily, and authenticity is hard to come by. So for a brand to kind of require an influencer to hit all these points and to have a promo code at the very top of their caption is very problematic because your followers aren't going to like that. And a lot of people are already tired of seeing ads. They see ads pretty much every third post on Instagram. So I think, you know, kind of retaining creative control and trusting the influencer to create content that reflects 
what they're working with, like what brand it is, I feel like it's more important to kind of let influencers express their authentic selves in the way that they feel comfortable. So instead of saying a promo code should be at the second line of the caption before they read more, allow it to blend in a little bit more seamlessly. Also, I think on the subject of long-term you know, tracking and understanding whether an influencer has an impact, we could honestly try move towards more back-end metrics, such as looking at, you know, having links that kind of can track conversions or, you know, how many swipe-ups there are. But not just that, but also looking into customer lifetime value and see how influencer marketing impacts it. And I had to do a project in my digital marketing class on influencer marketing, so essentially I did a test run of the CLV idea and we found that Revolve is a really good model for influencer marketing currently. So I think that's definitely something that um, influencer marketing businesses interested in and that should focus on. What do you think the uh, the future of influencer marketing looks like? Because obviously it's growing. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. more and more brands are take, starting to take it more seriously because it's equal. You know, it's working, uh, mm -hmm. and it's equaling like serious dollars for certain mm -hmm. brands um, and a real connection to an audience that they haven't necessarily been able to reach in the past. Um, what do you think the future of this looks like? That's a very good question. I definitely see influencer marketing. It will definitely continue, um, but I do see it kind of transitioning into different forms. I don't know if TikTok right now is can be app that everyone is so excited about for influencer marketing. I feel like I was, you know, talking to my friends today at work and, you know, talking to other people. They still think TikTok kind of comes off as a very immature platform. Um, not so sure if brands would really want to spend their dollars there. But I do see influencer marketing spreading out over a variety of social media platforms. Because now seeing that influencer marketing is a success in some degree, a lot of platforms are going to try and capitalize on it. So we can see a dispersion. But I'm not so fearful of that because there is such thing as the long tail effect in marketing, where basically because of the Internet, you have an infinite amount of niches. And those tend to cover 99% of the interest. So the internet is basically a vast place for opportunity. And I feel like influencer marketing reflects that in a way. No, it, it makes it makes a lot of sense. And I mean, the um, can you can you talk a little bit about you know from the influencers' point of view and how they like working with brands? Because I think sometimes brands may want to use influencer marketing, but they just don't really know how to connect or reach out in the right manner. Yeah, sure. So I know personally a lot of influencers, since I'm in a bunch of Facebook groups, um, a lot of them do mention that brands don't necessarily think about paying their fair value. So essentially they feel as if they're being asked to do so many things, but there isn't payment available, or they just feel like sometimes the partnership is very one-sided. It is the brand telling the influencer to create content in a very specific way, so they sometimes feel restricted in creating content. And then sometimes there's also the problem where the influencer itself, a lot of influencers don't actually just take whatever is given to them. They actually evaluate very carefully. Like at least for me, I try and make sure that the brand actually is good for people. So essentially I do a lot of skincare. So I definitely try and do my due diligence on that because at the end of the day, you're advertising a skincare product that people are going to use on themselves. So they should have the right information at hand. I think we definitely value if brands, you know, kind of considered more about those equal partners rather than them telling us what to do. Like, no, that's great. A lot more added trust in the process. 
No, that's that's great stuff. Um, so, Jennifer, hey, I really appreciate you coming on the show today and giving us more of your background and what you're doing in business and also um, insight into the world of influencers, influencer marketing, kind of the trends you see going forward. I really do appreciate that. If somebody wants to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do it? Yeah, absolutely. You can reach out to me through email. I have two um I think I'll stick with my word and email because I do get a lot of business inquiries through there. So it is H-U-J-A at W-H-A-R-T-O-N dot U-P-E-N-N dot E-D-U. And I do have All a website right. as well, um, www.charminthemundane.com. All right. And that was a charm in the mundane. Did I get that right? Yes. All right. Fantastic. So, um, appreciate that. Um, to the listeners, as always, I, I appreciate you tuning in. Uh, don't forget, if you got a lot of value out of this, to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And uh, Jennifer, thanks again for coming on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this opportunity. 